Something you should know about me is there is a very specific reason I did not pursue nursing as a career. Well, there's lots of reasons, but main, the one main specific one is I have this thing called a very queasy tummy, okay? Like, like it's, it's a problem. I get motion sick, like, first of all, like, just riding in a car or, like, it's, you know, in a boat, in a plane, I just, like, get a little queasy, okay? But it also, like, extends to, like, blood and guts and, like, I don't want to see a picture of your knee busted open or like surgery, please don't ask me to like, look at this cool, that's not cool to me. I want to puke a little bit inside. And like, I'm not scared per se of like needles or shots or like getting my blood taken as much as like, I just want to throw up. So like, it's, it's kind of this problem. Okay. So super queasy tummy. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else have a queasy tummy? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm not the only one. Okay. So, so a few years ago, I had this small thing. You guys just love me. I had this mole on my foot that wasn't there and then it was, and I was like, I should probably have this taken out. Don't be grossed out by me. It's okay, you can be grossed out, it's kind of gross. I had a mole on my foot and I was like, I should probably go to the doctor and get this checked out. So I go to this doctor that wasn't a dermatologist who specializes in skin, who you should see if you have something on your skin. So I went to a surgeon, I think he specializes in plastic surgery. I don't, I don't know how I got here. Um, so I'm here and this guy's like, no big deal, we'll just take it off. We'll make sure it's not cancerous or there's nothing weird, you know, nor, no abnormalities. I'm like, okay, no big deal. My mom's sweet, she knows I have a queasy tummy. She's like, do you want me to come to the appointment with you? I'm like, I'm like 30 years old, I think I can figure it out. Um, so I, you know, pull up my big girl pants, I go to this appointment, he's like, it's no big deal, we're just gonna numb it, I'll cut it and burn it out. I'm like, I felt a little bit like this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Just, that's, that was my insides. That's what I was doing. But I was like, it's fine. I'm a big girl. I can do this. So I sit on this table. And so he proceeds to numb my foot. No big deal, right? Couple shots. I won't look. Except that it wasn't just like one or two shots. It was like shot, 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 shot. Like, all, like circling this small mole on my foot. And I'm like, oh, And I look down and I see that my foot is swelling and um, that isn't normal. And so I get a little crazy. So I'm like, take a deep breath. And next thing I know, um, I wake up and the nurses (laughs) are like putting ice packs on me and telling me to breathe and uh, that I'm okay. And I'm like, what just happened? Like I, okay, this is point, past the point of like throwing up, I straight up passed out, lost consciousness at like this, this needle that was making my foot swell. The worst part of all of it is that he didn't even take the mole off my foot. Uh, it was still there. He's like, well, you should probably take care of this before we cut. I'm like, so now I'm just left with this swollen foot with a mole on it and I passed out. It's horrible. My mother-in-law had to come pick me up like I was a child. It was like this whole ordeal. Um, And in case you're wondering, I went to a dermatologist. She was awesome. I didn't pass out when she took it off. It was great. So make sure you see the right doctors um, is my piece of advice for you tonight. Okay, so moving on. We are in a brand new series called the Versus Series. And it's this with this truth in mind that we serve an incredible God of an eternal kingdom, a kingdom that lasts forever. And in God's kingdom, we we serve God and he's gracious and he's loving and he's forgiving and he's all these amazing things. 
And his kingdom runs very differently than the world's kingdom, right? There's, there's this order that we have in the world, but that's like completely different than God's kingdom. God's kingdom is like inside out and backwards and like bottom to top. And like, it's, it's much different than the world's idea of what life should look like. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, don't copy the, the behavior and customs of this world. And so often the world says, we should be doing things one way or, or have our ideas and our mindsets another way. And it's so much different than God's way. But what's amazing is like God's way is so much better. It's so much greater. It's like beyond us. We're like so limited by like our humanness, our humanity, and, and God's not limited in any way. And, and Jesus says weird things like this in the Bible in Matthew 10, 39. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And it's kind of like, wait, what? That doesn't really align with what I'm hearing culture and society tell me. That doesn't really make sense because we hear the world say like YOLO and do what you want and take care of number one. And like, I actually looked up some quotes on Pinterest. It was very fun. It says, um, let's do what we love and do a lot of it. Um, you're the artist of your own life. Don't hand the paintbrush to anyone else. Whatever you decide to do in life, make sure it makes you happy. And I'm just like, uh, sure, okay. Um, but what Jesus says is to take care of the orphan and the widow. And Jesus says, lay your life down and serve others, and then you'll actually find your life. And it's so countercultural to, to what society says, but it's God's way. And, and see, we serve a God who's in the business of coming for like the hurt and the broken and the orphan and the widow. And, and he's in the business of saving those people, not like the people that seemingly have it all together or that aren't broken and they're like, Jesus is in the business of finding those that need him. And so tonight and for the next few weeks, we're gonna talk about this idea of how God's kingdom runs a lot different than the world's. And, and tonight we're gonna specifically talk about God's peace versus this temptation that the world gives us to numb, to want to completely just be like, I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm just gonna like not feel anything. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I don't really like the feeling of numbness. Like if you have a cavity or like a tooth pulled or something and when your lip gets swollen and you can't, I hate that feeling. Oh, like I can't feel anything. Like I just don't like it. However, there are, have been times in my life where I felt a lot of pain or I walked through seasons of like grief. And in those moments, I wanna numb like my overall being, like who I am. It's, it's a little bit easier to just be like, I'm not gonna deal with this. I'm not gonna mess with my feelings. It's just easier to not feel anything at all. And so most of y'all know that growing up, I moved all over the place. And I feel like every time I moved, it was just easier to be like, I'm just not gonna care about it. Like, it's just easier to be like, instead of missing my friends and feeling hurt and broken that I was moving again, it was just easier to be like, whatever. And so I remember the hardest move was in the middle of my sophomore year, we moved and I was completely devastated, completely heartbroken to leave my good friends, to leave what I had like finally felt like was home. And we moved to this new place. And that whole first semester, I was just like, forget it. Like it hurts too much. Like I didn't care at all that first semester. I didn't care about my grades. I didn't care about making friends. I was like, forget it. I'm not going to try anymore. Every time I make friends, I move. So why should I even care? And it just became this, like, I became like apathetic to life. And I was just like, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even try. 
But eventually I did, and eventually I made friends and I was okay. But, but then I, I think about another time in my life when um, I had been with a guy for about three years, my boyfriend of about three years, and um, I found out that about a year earlier, he had messed around with my best friend and they kept it a secret from me for an entire year. And I was like, I was so devastated and I felt so rejected. And, and I remember in that season, I really was like, okay, I don't want to feel this hurt and this heartbreak, so I'm gonna go drink, I'm gonna go to parties, I'm gonna not care about class, I'm not gonna go, I barely passed my classes that semester. Like, I, I, it was just like too much to handle where I was just like, forget this, like, I probably overate a little bit too and had a few tubs of ice cream in one setting and like, I just was trying to like do anything to not feel the pain of that. And there are so many ways that we can numb when we feel overwhelmed or we feel stressed or we feel scared or afraid or like there's too much going on in our life. There's so many things that, that we can numb because who wants to feel those things? Who wants to feel heartbreak or fear or worry? Like those feelings are horrible to feel to feel left out or to feel stupid or to feel like you're the only one in your whole entire school, like no one even sees you or we aren't enough in some way. We aren't smart enough or prettier enough or faster, or stronger, like, like this measuring up that we feel like we have to be something to everyone all the time. Those feelings can be overwhelming. So instead, we decide we wanna numb. So we say, okay, I'm gonna go to a party and I'm gonna drink and forget everything that's going on. I'm gonna get so drunk, I'm not, I don't even remember tonight because maybe for a minute I can forget the fact that like my parents are fighting constantly at home. Or, or maybe I'm just, I'm just, you know what, whatever. I'm just gonna sleep with whoever because my last bo boyfriend broke up with me and it doesn't, love's not real anyways. Like who cares? Like sex and love, they're completely different. So I'm just gonna sleep with whoever I want because it will just be easier that way. It, it doesn't matter anyways. Maybe we feel this pressure of trying to be perfect. So, so we feel like we just wanna binge watch Netflix or YouTube or TikTok because those can become very addicting. Not that I would know anything about being addicted to those things or social media where it's just like, I just don't wanna think about anything that's going on in my life. The, the pressure's too much, the stress is too much. I'm so busy. I feel like I'm trying to like please my parents and my teachers and my coaches. And it's just like, it feels like too much. I'm gonna sit here and eat this whole tub of ice cream because my whole friend group ditched me. They're all having a party tonight and I wasn't invited. So I feel super lonely. So I, I'm just gonna find something that like makes me feel better. But really what it's doing is it's numbing us to what's going on. And the fact is that none of that really fixes what's going on on the inside for us. It might like put a Band-Aid on it for a minute, might make us feel better for a night or a day, maybe even a week if you have a really good week. It might like put a little fix on it for a minute. But friends, this is complete opposite of what Jesus teaches us. And this is not what God has for us or wants for us. But something I love so much is how the Bible shows us that Jesus felt things deeply. Like Jesus was fully human, right? He was fully God and he was fully human, but he also felt things. So it like gives me this comfort that Jesus actually knows what it feels like to be sad and to be angry. We see Jesus get angry when people are using the temple as a marketplace. We see Jesus have compassion on the broken. We see Jesus weep over his friend who was dead. 
don't worry, Jesus raised him from the dead because that's Jesus. He's in the business of raising people from the dead, so it's cool. Um, and, and we see Jesus get away and rest and pray because he was so overwhelmed with the need of all these people and the workers are so few and, and he sees this great need and he needed to just get away. And like even Jesus felt overwhelmed like we do sometimes. But what we never see is Jesus numbing. We don't ever see Jesus be like, whatever, fine, I'm just gonna not think about it, I'm not gonna look at it, I'm just, it's too much. We don't ever see Jesus doing that. He, he like pushes into those feelings and they propel him forward into action and, and to do something about his feelings. See, feelings are actually helpful. Like they don't always tell us the truth, but they are helpful and, and they can be indicators, not dictators. God made us human to have feelings. Like that is how he created us with feelings. We have five senses, like that's part of who God created us to be. So there's a reason that we have them, but they should be warning signs of like, hey, something's going wrong. Hey, something isn't feeling right. To, to get help or to find the things that we need instead of trying to navigate, like I'm gonna completely shift my life and I'm gonna do life differently because now I'm living in fear, so I'm not gonna try things and I'm gonna stay recluse and I'm, see what I mean? Like those feelings should be warnings and they should be indicators, but not dictators of our life. The Bible tells us the rest of the verse in Romans 12, two says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, our feelings actually start with a thought before they become a feeling and before they become an action, right? It's thoughts, feelings, actions. So, so God's saying he will transform the way that we think by changing us into a new person. And I love how the message version words this verse, Romans 12, one through two. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, going to work, going to school, you're, and you're walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Don't be like so part of the norm that you don't even stand out. People don't even know there's something different about you. But instead, fix your attention on God up here. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, right? God's kingdom, the world, much different. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. It's as we fix our eyes on Jesus that he begins to transform our mind, transform our thoughts. It's so true, unlike the culture around us who, who it drags us down, pulls us away from God to their level of maturity, but instead God brings out the best in us when we trust in Him. See, God's ways are amazing and they're so far beyond what we can think or dream or imagine. And He wants to make this trade with us. As we like lay aside this temptation to wanna numb and to not feel anything, He wants to make a trade with us. Because here's the truth. If we're doing whatever we can do to numb bad feelings, we're also gonna numb the good feelings. You, you can't just numb negative feelings and not numb the positive things. Like numbness means feeling nothing. That means no, no good thing 
or no bad thing. And this is a very scary and dangerous place to be because if you feel completely numb, then you actually aren't able to feel God coming after you. You you can't feel him pursuing you or loving you or trying to give you that hope or give you that peace. When we're numb, we're numb to both. We're, We're numb to the good and to the bad. By definition, numb means deprived of the power of sensation. God gave us the power of sensation because he knows it's powerful. He knows that that sensation of his love and his peace and his hope can actually transform. It can actually transcend all of our circumstances, all of the fears, all of the worries, all the stress, all the anxieties. It can transcend what we feel and hear. So instead, listen to what God says. He says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Listen to how the message version says this. I love this. Don't fret or worry. I feel like I need to say that with like an English accent, but I don't have a good one, so I won't. (laughs) Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. So God isn't saying, ignore what's going on in your life. Don't like, just don't think about it. No, God's saying, here they are. Let them actually shape the way that you're praying. Let, like bring them to me, voice your concerns to me. God isn't saying numbing. He, he say, he's saying, bring them to me. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. Could anyone use a little settling? A little just like, shh, it's gonna be okay. Everything, settle down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And, and I love this because God is describing something that he is freely offering every one of his kids. He's freely saying, here is my peace, take it. That he, he's letting us have it. And his peace far outweighs stress and anxiety and worry and fear and overwhelmingness and, and, and all of those things that feel like they can be too much. The Bible says his peace exceeds anything we can understand. His peace is described as a sense of God's wholeness, right? Those parts of us that feel broken or or like scattered or like a mess, like there's actually, his peace can bring a sense of wholeness to us and it will come and settle you down. And not only that, but his peace will guard your heart and your mind all at the same time. And and I love that it says, it's wonderful when what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And so for me, I was kind of thinking about it, and, and these are just my own words. This isn't what the Bible says, but I feel like we could even replace that word worry with whatever's going on in our, in our hearts and in our minds. So I think instead, or something else we could say is, maybe it's not worry that's causing you to numb, but maybe we could say something like, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces fear at the center of your life. When Christ displaces stress or fear or heartache or heartbreak or overwhelmingness, like he will displace those things and instead he will give us his peace because it's bigger than any feeling that we can feel. The Amplified Version describes it this way. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace, 
which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus is yours. It's, it's fully yours. God is freely giving us this gift of peace instead of worry and fear and anxiety. He's giving us our, that peace. And his peace is like the best place to be. His peace is where you find rest. His peace is where you can find yourself. His peace is that place that you can rise above your circumstances. It's, it's that place that you can rise above your feelings. So as I've kind of been preparing for this message, I, I just feel like the Lord said there's some students in here that haven't actually felt his peace or, or like tasted and seen that his peace is perfect in all of its ways. And my, and my heart just kind of got a little bit sad because his peace is what holds us together in the storm. And, and his peace is what holds us together when we feel like things are completely falling apart. When, when your friends ditch you, when your boyfriend breaks up with you, like his peace is what holds us. For me, when, when my mom decided to leave and my parents decided they were gonna get divorced, it was the hardest time of my life. It, it was so devastating to me. They, they say divorce is like a death. It's like mourning something that has died, which makes sense, right? It's a family unit and then all of a sudden it's dead. It is no more. And so I remember, I'll never forget, I was in this hotel room and um, they called, they told me I was a mess. I was a puddle on the floor. And um, it was right when that song, How He Loves Us, came out. And um, it was like brand new. And so I just had it on repeat. And here's what happened. I still felt completely heartbroken. I still felt like a broken mess. I was devastated. I still felt all of those things. But what happened in that moment as I was like tucking into God for what I needed is that peace actually started to transcend. It went beyond and above my circumstance and my feelings and it held me together. And I was okay, even though I was hurt and I was scared and I was fearful and I didn't know what that would look like for my future. Like his peace is what began to guard. It was, it was guarding my heart and my mind. Even though I was feeling those things, his peace was in the midst of it. And that's what it, it does. He's not saying you're not going to walk through hard times. He's saying in the midst of it, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you that peace. And I love, I love that about God. I love that he gives us his peace in the midst of our circumstances. And I believe that tonight God wants each and every one of us to taste and experience and feel that peace because his peace is as real and, and is far beyond any of our circumstances and any of our feelings. His peace is so real and it can be so tangible. So for just a few minutes, I would love if everyone would just create a little space around them. Like if you need to move off the couches, feel free. There's some bing bags. There's some tables in the back. Like if you would just like, a little bit of space from your friends. That, that would be awesome. I just really feel like the Lord wants to show us something tonight that's really, really powerful. So if you would just close your eyes, I want you to just think for a minute, what is that thing that I am trying to numb myself from? 
Are you just so busy you can't even see straight? Is your schedule just making you like crazy because you're going from school to work to extracurricular and then you're trying to do homework and you're barely sleeping and you're just completely overwhelmed? Are you feeling left out? Did your friend group ditch you? Did your best friend betray you? Maybe there's a diagnosis at home that feels a little bit scary. Maybe your parents are deciding to get divorced. Maybe there's this pressure to be perfect and you're just like, I can't. I don't know how to be perfect. I can't do all the things and be everything to everyone. I, I have, it's too much. Maybe some of you are thinking about colleges and you're thinking I need to get better grades and I need to be better in sports so I can get that, that thing for college to, to help pay. Like, what, what is that thing that just feels overwhelming where you wanna just say, forget it. I, I don't even wanna deal with it. I don't wanna look at it. I'd rather just sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not there. Now I want you to choose to, instead of worry about it, pray about it. Tell God about, tell God your concerns, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Tell him about it. It's okay to have those feelings, but give them to God. Give that circumstance, give that feeling to Jesus in this moment right now. shape your worries into prayers letting God know what's going on Jesus we trust you with our circumstances we trust you with our feelings Jesus tonight we breathe you in I want everyone to just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Thank you.
gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. is saying for he speaks peace to his faithful people
Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.